So, welcome to episode one. Here we go. Of our stay for one. It's time. Ching ching. Yeah, we got the beers on. Beers are on already. Um, we've wanted to do this for a long time, mate. Yes, we have. Like I said, uh, so Ben, probably three years that I've been thinking about doing something like this. In three years, I've been avoiding doing something like this. <laughs> Why have you been avoiding it? Well, I think it's situational. I think I need to find the right fella. Oh, you're adorable. <laughs> Luckily, that's happened. And uh, yeah, we, we've decided we're going to attack a few topics. So I think that's the general gist. Yeah, I think the premise has come about. Um, I mean, we'll talk about this in other episodes. We're both keen runners. Um, have been for about I'd say what is it ten months, nine yeah, months? Yeah. And I think during our runs, we we've started to talk a lot more about different subjects and different things going on and how we feel about certain things. And I think we're both at that stage in our lives where talking's good. You know, I think everybody should talk more. And I think we're just gonna we're just gonna go with the flow. You know, this premise is set up on we're gonna pick a subject from the alphabet starting from a gonna go all the way through to z and then rinse repeat do it all again um and i think we're just gonna we're just gonna try and delve into subjects try and learn a bit discuss things we have one rule and that's to speak freely and honestly yeah yeah no that's, that's really important i think that there's been so many times in our runs where we've um we've, we've kind of said at the end of the run it's a shame we didn't have that on recording because that would have made a good pod so here we go, mate. And I think that is, you know, we've we've become a lot closer over running, and I think we're both at that point now where we can both say what we think about certain things, and I know you're not going to judge me. Um, I'm not going to judge you. And again, I think it comes with we're at that point in our lives where we just want to sit down and have a chat and just stay for one. And on that note, uh, we may as well roll into our first one. So we're, as, a, as you said, we're starting at A. We've decided to go with attitude. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, this one's attitude. Why not stay for one? So, how we're going to work the podcast is obviously, like we've said, we're going to pick a topic, um, and then a week prior, we have set up a shared document that we're going to sort of throw in some ideas, throw in some questions, throw in what we think, what we feel, just so we can both gauge where we want it to go what we're going to discuss and obviously make sure we're not doubling up on anything yeah so, i was just going to say actually quickly the the shared document thing i actually think we've stumbled on a pretty good idea because i don't see many people do it and because it's a shared document i'm kind of always seeing your input all the time and then i'm being like bam he's got me thinking and i'm, I'm like i'm on the hunt again trying to find the response do you know what i mean it is and you know like you said there's a couple of things you put on there that i was like shit I need to maybe back up on what I was thinking instead of going off on that tangent, you know, bringing it back to that. So I think what we'll, what we'll do is we'll start off what, you know, what our own definition is. And I don't think, you know, we're not saying whether it's right or wrong. This is this is us. So I think for me, attitude, there's two types of attitude. There's positive, negative, just as like you turn on a light bulb. You know, you, you flick the light on, you got light, it's a positive attitude. You turn the light off, it's dark, it's a negative attitude. I think that for me is how I perceive attitudes. And I think there's, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I don't think there's a right answer. And I don't think there's a very short answer. And I don't think there's a very long answer. I think it's just all about perception. What would you say your overriding feelings are on what is attitude? Yeah, I've always, 
I think I've always seen attitude as just being my inner voice. Um, I think it's um, it's built on over your lifetime. Um, I think you you approach different situations and then your initial outlook is dictated by your attitude in that moment, which can mean you approach situations differently based on the attitude, um, which which is interesting because there there are certain situations in life where, you know, if my attitude was a bit better about this one thing, maybe the outcome would be a bit better, you know. Um, but yeah, for me, go, I, I keep going back to it. It's, it is my inner voice. Um, and I, I can almost recognize throughout my life that that inner voice has changed over time. Um, and I think like the way we've we've moved to now doing this podcast is that my inner voice has just been like, just give someone a go. Just like, yeah, just give someone a go. And I know that that's not necessarily falling into like your, your stereotypical good and bad attitude, but it's still changing your mindset. And I, I still, I think I, cl- I closely link both attitude and mindset personally. It's like having the angel on one shoulder and the devil yeah. on the other. Oh yeah, it's classic. You know, yeah. One's telling you to do one thing, one's telling you to do the other. And it's like, shit, which one do I choose? Which one do I choose? <laughs> do you think you have a good attitude at this moment in your life? Um, I think I'm, I'm in more control. Um, I think that's a, that's an angle I'll probably take. Um, I don't. I don't think it's possible to be in a good attitude all the time. I don't, you know, I'm. I'm yet to discover that in my life. Anyway, um, I have to deal with my uh, my grumpiness. The teenagers never left me, mate. <laughs> I'm still a grump every now and then. But I do. On the flip of that, I do think you can fall into having a bad attitude all the time, which is which is which isn't nice. To be fair, um, it's a lot easier to have a bad attitude than it is a good attitude. Um, I don't know if that's down to the world we live in today that the kind of pressures we have all the time you know you've made a very good point there is it easier to have a bad attitude i think 100 percent. because it takes more effort to have a good good attitude yeah i think people don't realize is yes having a ba- bad attitude is probably the easiest but the rewards are so much less yeah whereas having a good attitude does take so many other things and obviously we're going to discuss them different subjects and we're going to try and tie everything in together I do think having a good attitude takes a lot more hard work yeah, and a lot more variance to it. And obviously the reward is going to be a lot greater. Yeah. I, I do think when you approach a situation, if you're, if you're going in with a bad attitude straight away, you're almost like, you know, capping yourself before you've even started. You're almost, you're, you're taking yourself back to the, you know, starting line a hundred meters before everyone else, because the, the failure is so much more inevitable. Um, I think if you have a good attitude, you know, you might still fail. Everyone fails. That's a part of life. You fail, you learn, you move on. But if you go in with a more positive attitude, you almost have that boost over other people. Um, and yeah, this is com- this is completely off our notes, isn't it? But um, Yeah, this is, we literally <laughs> haven't got one note that mentions this. But I was going to tie it in. To, you, we've, we've, we've sort of touched on it um, from what you've said here. You know, you strongly yeah. believe that there are very limited, if any, resources that force you to change your attitude. It has to be self-motivated, a lifestyle change. Otherwise, slipping into old habits is inevitable. I think with the old habits bit, it goes back to that old habits are easy. Yeah, yeah. The older habits, and they're normally they're normally the bad habits, aren't they? This is this is the whole thing that we were saying before. With the bad attitude and good attitude, to make a good habit requires a lot more work. Um, running, like we can we can just tie in running quickly now as a quick example. But I read somewhere that it was it takes 21 days to make something a habit, whether it's good or bad. It takes 21 days of, I guess it's normally aimed towards good because you have to put effort in to make it a habit. 
And yeah, I remember when we started running, like there were times, like how we view it now when we, you know, we're excited for it, we get the itch when we've not been. Like that wasn't there when we started, man. It was like, oh God, we're going out again. <laughs> no, I don't want to get up at quarter seven in the morning and run in minus two weather for three K. Um, but that was down to my attitude. Yeah. You know, and I think in, we'll talk about this later on in terms of our own personal where we are in our lives and how that affects our attitude. Because I think you're right. I don't think there's anybody that has the perfect attitude 24-7. No. I mean, if they do, I want to meet you. Yeah, I'm jealous. Whoever that is. Yeah, I want to <laughs> I want to find out what you are taking. Yeah. Um, But it was a bad attitude that turned into a good attitude. And I think that's why so many people, linking back to bad habits, is bad habits are easy to keep yeah you know smoking diet drinking drugs anything that is a, that we would consider a bad habit it's easy because it's accessible and i think until you realize the change from a bad attitude to a good attitude can relate to no reward to more reward yeah i don't think people realize how much attitude can affect their daily life and the outcomes that they get from 24 hours yeah yeah, it's, um, I think as well, you know, people, humans in general, they, they're always looking for the easy choice, aren't they? You're always looking for, what's the, if I've got two paths in front of me, what, what's the easy one? That's what I'm going down. And I think something I've learned is, especially with the running, it's the most recent thing I've got, recent example to give you. But because we go together, it's that kind of like, if I slip up, if I fall back a bit, you're there to be like, no, what are you doing? And then, you know, vice versa. We're kind of pulling each other along the whole time. Yeah. And I think when if people try and do that on their own, I almost think we've, we're advantaged because of that. We've, we've got the advantage over people that are, are, could try and change their attitude on their own. Um, I think that's a much harder task. Um, in, in my life, if I've tried to, you know, get into something or change what I'm doing in my life on my own, man, I, yeah. I fail. I fail quickly. I mean, again... I, <laughs> I mean, we hate to use it as another example, but it's 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 something that has you know caused this you know podcast to happen. I think attitude because we started together. Yeah, we've been on this journey together. As cheesy as that sounds, yeah. it's self discovery, bro. It That's is. What it, is. <laughs> it is, and you know, again, we will talk about running in the R podcast. But you know, I do a lot of solo running now, exclusive there R podcast. <laughs> that, you know. 10 months ago I wouldn't have dreamed of going out on a run on my own I just wouldn't have done it you know the only reason I sort of agreed to start running is because you said I've been doing a bit of running doing lockdown do you fancy coming with me I stupidly said yes at the time and now it's the best decision I've ever made (laughs) but that does come with a you know I was looking at it as a it'll only be 3k once a week you know, and even when I was running, I remember having a really shitty attitude because yeah, I just yeah. wanted to end. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know how I was on my first couple of runs. I kept stopping. I wanted a cigarette halfway through one. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to spark up. You know, going back to the point where you said you'd love to, I'd love to meet someone who's got a great attitude. I've put on here, can you be successful with both a negative and positive attitude or slash? And is the journey harder and more exhausting? Um successful you could you can be successful with shit attitude um you see that a lot i think about um depends what how you define success obviously um but if you speak more in like terms of business and people who run businesses there'll be a lot of shitty attitudes in businesses but probably you know making the big bag and doing doing really well 
Um, for things like sport, you might see it, but I think it's. I think they norm normally you see them have a positive attitude towards their sport, especially even if it's not towards you know life in general. You sometimes see these footballers that have got you know problems outside of football, um, but generally speaking, when you well, this is the other thing when you see footballers in interviews and stuff, how do you really know what's going on behind the scenes? You know they they're all media trained, they're all <laughs> told what to say. Yeah, um, you don't really know shit. They're so. just robots, really, aren't <laughs> exactly. they? Exactly. You know exactly. So what can you tell when when you you know when you see the um, you know like not like. MTV Cribs, but on YouTube they have like the equivalent where they have like um, them football YouTube channels and they like go around their houses and stuff and yeah. have a look around the house and have a sit down and chat with them. And you're like, they're just talking as if everything's rosy, you know. They have someone in to cook the tea, they train every day, they're up doing this, up doing that. Perfect life. But as soon as that person leaves, like, what what's really going on in their psyche? Like, what is their attitude really like? Like, who knows? Do you think? someone that is successful with a negative and a positive attitude relies more on external factors than internal factors because like you said at the start your definition is that inner voice yeah so i think there's only one internal factor for attitude and that is the inner voice yeah because only you can control your output yeah you can control how you're going to wake up in terms of am i going to have a good day or am i going to have a really shit day yeah but in terms of external factors in terms of environment upbringing what sort of job they're in yeah do you think that plays more of a part for someone that has a positive attitude or does it do more for someone that has a negative attitude because like you've said i know people that have got a shitty attitude that are super successful yeah but they've been in an environment where they've been brought up in a lifestyle that tells them that if you have this you have this you have this no matter what or how you get there you're good yeah where I know some people that have a really good attitude that aren't successful in their jobs that haven't you know they don't post on Instagram they've got a new car or they're out at the yeah, yeah, yeah. the shard yeah. <laughs> not that I'm bagging on the shard never I'd, been there I'd love to go uh, yeah any of you listeners want to take us <laughs> I'd love to go because I, I think that there's more external factors play a bigger part than the internal factor yeah and that's just my, 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 you know, my way of thinking. You know, I like to think that I've, I've only just started learning how to control my attitude. Yeah. Because yeah. there was a long, there was a very long time, eight nine years, where in my head I was telling myself, "You have a really good attitude. You have a good output on life." Yeah. When in reality, I had a really shitty attitude, but I was content with the life I was living, and it was like. Well, you have a good attitude. So, you know, at the time I had a decent job. I was working in the banking industry. I had a solid relationship at the time with, I, you know, I was massively punching above my weight. I was <laughs> Mike Tyson in that shit. <laughs> and to me, that was that was the perfect life. And even though in my head I was like, you're having a good attitude, you know, you're, you're trying to put your all into this and all into this. Deep down, I had a really shitty attitude. And it only took the last 18 months to realise this where the external factors in play were blinding my you know I was like a horse you yeah, know with yeah, the blinkers yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. I was red rum yeah. you know I was running towards something and I felt like in my head I had a great attitude and I had a great outlook on life when in reality I had a really shit attitude because I was content with what I had because it was it was what my environment was telling me it's what I needed then just the uh, masking game isn't it it's it just, is it's just cover up everything is a cover up <laughs> yeah you know it's yeah, well, I've got two things to come back at you on that. First one, you're never punching, bro. 
anyone would be lucky to have you that's for sure Um, number two is you were saying about people that have got this shitty attitude and being successful do you think sometimes the success equals the shitty attitude like when you think of like cockiness arrogance and these things that come into play when someone has has achieved and they've got the money they've got the power they've got what they want and then all of a sudden they're like hold on I'm better than you it's that, that mindset you see it you see it so many times with people that actually do make it and then that positive attitude they've had that whole time to get to that position the success has come and all of a sudden it's you know I think that's again it's you know it was the situation I was in I think when the environment is telling you that is success because everyone's definition of success is different and you yeah, know, yeah we won't go too much into success i know i've said money a lot is that giving it away that i want money but... <laughs> i want money <laughs> um you know but i think everyone's definition of success is completely different but i do think that someone's environment can play a massive part in that because if you yeah. are told that you know you drive a certain car or you've got a certain number of zeros in your bank account that's successful that isn't successful to me yeah personally you know would i like to have a nice car and a couple of hundred you know zeros in my bank <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> let's go but because i don't it doesn't make me less successful yeah you know that doesn't tend to affect my attitude now i think before it did because yeah. i was striving for that nice car that nice environment you know the relationship i was in at the time we wanted this type of house we wanted this type of relationship you, you were being told you were being told what you need to strive for that's the thing i wasn't necessarily being told like directly yeah. but i think subliminally i was shown certain things that were like you know this is what you need this is what sorry this is what we need this is what we must do yeah it's like in my job that i'm currently in i i have to have a good attitude for it yeah um because if i have a shitty attitude the results that come out of my job it will be clear to see for everyone yeah to be fair that probably kind of highlights why the attitude's so important as well because you you're getting direct like obviously your job's public facing i think are you happy to say that yeah it's public yeah majority public facing. I, I deal with clients yeah exactly so sure so what i'm saying is you see firsthand the response from your attitude if you know what i mean like if you if you're having a you know terrible day and then you ring up people and you know they're getting on you for this for that and you come back in with like you know that whole not today attitude <laughs> like you can you can you can guess you're you're not going to have the best chat with that client like that's not going to that's not going to flow naturally so something's going to feel a bit off um and that that will probably you know impact their day as well as impacting your day and i'm glad you actually said that because i was just about to bring up attitude for me do you think attitude is contagious yes definitely and i think we both can relate to this especially especially with our running oh we run by the way <laughs> do we tell you that we're runners <laughs> um there's been a couple of times where i know i've you know we've met for a run and i know i'm in the shittest mood it's not a good day <laughs> you know and i'm just like, i just want to get it done but as soon as i talk to you or see you and i notice that you know that I'm in a shit mood. You're like, no, come on, let's do this. And instantly I'm like, right, he's got an attitude. Yeah. He's got a good attitude. Why haven't I? Yeah. We're both in the same position. We're both trying to run. So as we've mentioned, we do have a, a shared document that we've, you know, 
put loads of shit down that we want to discuss and we want to try and keep it as open as possible but we still want to try and keep it as structured as possible so yeah, some yeah. of this makes sense and one of the points i really want to chat to you about because it's something that i've never really been into them and that's new year's resolutions and why we've put it in here is he's literally put discuss new year's resolutions and how they are the ultimate failure in <laughs> attitude and commitment ha ha <laughs> please discuss yeah so there's a few things about new year's resolutions for me um why why are they so like common why why do why does everyone want to do it um i think generally who invented them exactly i'll google it after the pod don't worry (laughs) but um generally i think it's for people that need an excuse to change their attitude i think that's um i don't think that works you know i'll come out and say it i think personally for me anytime i've changed my attitude it's been something that i've discovered you know by myself or on the inside it's not been like oh it's you know it's just been christmas now it's new year and let's change our attitude um i think people like to do it for other people instead of themselves which again is not going to change your attitude you're you're trying to i think i've I've said to you before but just about how the first thing people do when they say like i'm going to do this is my year's resolution is they'll tell their mate about it or tell you know tell their family or whatever why like why why didn't you do that last week why why can't we make that change that is normally for the better in terms of health like we've said before it could be your health it could be your you know, you're on your phone too much. You're doing, you're checking the news too much, which is toxic as well. You don't want to check the news all the time. It's just annoying. Um, and all these, all these, you know, clearly positive things that you could do to change. Why do you have to wait till New Year to do that? You know. I agree with you. I am going to play devil's advocate here. I knew you would. That's why you're here, bro. And I, th- <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think you are right. Some people, once they, you know, they make up that mind between, you know, the, the gooch between Christmas and New Year, when no <laughs> one knows where they are, and the days and the times just merge into one. I do think people, you know, tell everybody they are having a New Year's resolution. I think sometimes they need that little bit of encouragement. Yeah, it's like having a ch- an internal cheerleader, but on an external factor basis yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of the environment. So if someone goes into their work, you know, they, they're talking to their colleagues. Yeah, I've got a New Year's resolution. I'm going to give up smoking. Now, as a smoker, I know how fucking hard it is to give up smoking. Yeah. I do think sometimes certain people need that little bit of external force. Like, yes, you can do it. You know, you've got this. I'm going to keep an eye on you. Next time you go for a cigarette, I'm going to clip you around the ear. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I think some people just need that. They need a cheerleader. I think we all need a cheerleader yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's very true. Um, whether that's internal, external, I think I'm very much of the mindset of you is why wait till January the first to change? Yeah. You know, if you really wanted to change something, and it's it's never the other way, is it? It's never like, oh, it's January the first. I'm going to start smoking forty a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's never, <laughs> it's never the complete opposite. You know, New Year's destruction. Yeah. <laughs> we should make it a new thing. But um, yeah, why is it never the other, the, never the other way around? Why can't you go to your mates like I'm going to fuck up my life from January the first? I do think it it, <laughs> it, it, it it could be a positive in the terms of if you do give up smoking, you know, it's clearly going to benefit you because you know we all know the benefits of not smoking. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and preach about it. I think sometimes though, I think some people you've mentioned it, the ultimate failure. 
Yeah. I think it can do more damage in the sense that if you do break that New Year's resolution, I think sometimes that internal voice can go, you failed here, you fucked up. Yeah. You, you can never do this. You can never give up smoking. You're a pussy. Yeah. You're a failure. And I think some people do have those thoughts because we all have those thoughts. We all have that, you know, like you said at the start, we all have that inner voice. I don't agree with them. No. Why wait? For, you know, every day is a new year. Every hour is a new year. You want to make a change? Take a look at yourself and make a change. <laughs> he had to say it. Yes. I was, was going to sing it, but I just couldn't think of the rhythm in my head and the melody. I was like, make a change. <laughs> but here's another little thought I've just had about the New Year's resolutions, though. Maybe the reason why they exist at that point is because everyone just binges so hard over Christmas and that week that they're just guilty. And it's like, this is the only way I can be like, no, I'm, I'm a good person, everyone. I've been, I've overeaten, I've overdrank, you know, I've had way too much chocolate. I've done things I shouldn't have done over Christmas. But now look, new year, new me. I think you're right. I think you're right. There's that, like I said, there's that two week period of not knowing where you are in the year and what date it is. And, you know, Christmas is that historical time to meet your friends, meet your family. Yeah. You know, roast dinners every day, free course meals every day, your boxes of celebrations. I think you're right. I think you made a valid point there. Yeah, I think I just want to touch on the boxes of celebrations. I remember when I was younger, like a kid, it would be a box of celebrations. Now we're older, it's boxes. Boxes, oh <laughs> yeah. Celebrations. Yeah. You start to crank them in from mid-November, mate. Like, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to name any supermarket names, no free ads. Um, but they start bringing them out in October. Yeah. It's like two boxes for a tenner. I'm like, what? Let's go. What? But I, I, yeah, I do think you're right. I think that it is an excuse to sort of have two weeks just to go wild and yeah. i think you know, listen everyone deserves that time christmas means a lot to some people to certain people myself christmas means fuck all yeah um but i just don't think you need that one day to try and make a change if you truly want to make a change just fucking flip your attitude around and give it a go because if you don't succeed at least you've tried yeah you know sometimes failing is a lot better than not failing at all all right then, mate so here you've put down another point so we've got i think attitude is the way you look at life it's the way you cho you choose to see and respond and react to events situations people and yourself your attitude is not something that happens to you you choose your attitude so that i think we kind of mentioned earlier about control and i think you're, you're kind of touching on that especially that last line there you choose your attitude it's just all about control um that's been a massive discovery for me um i always feel like or have felt like in the past i'm waiting I'm just I'm waiting for something to change my attitude for me. I'm waiting for the right thing to come along. I'm waiting for, you know, my decisions to be made by someone else. Um I think you touched on it before about, you know, some of your old relationship stuff. You you know, you're just going along with other people's decisions and other people's wants and desires and all that. Um the the real meaningful change has happened when I've when I found it myself. Um and I think yeah, that point there just really sort of sums that up. That's that's a really good one. When was the point for you that the sort of penny dropped? that you sort of go I can control this yeah and the outcome is based on how I control it when was that moment for you that light bulb moment like shit this is it yeah yeah um, it, it's definitely linked with you know having children um, obviously my first child I had when I was very young so I had to grow up very quick mm. really really quick um, probably quicker than I'd like to to be honest yeah. but um I, I, that's the position I was in and that's where I'm at but um, 
especially now since yeah my 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 second child's come now I'm I'm very much aware of what I do I'm not I'm not having to look to like my parents or I'm not having to look to whoever I'm with at the time I'm I'm very conscious that people are looking at me now and like you know both you know my son and daughter are both sort of they they respond off my attitude like we spoke about yesterday with that kind of reflection that you get um and so i'm very aware that if i if i'm around them being negative and you know i'm, I'm having this bad attitude towards everything it's only going to rub off and what you know what can i expect like that's that's what they're going to pick up on that's how they're going to approach things and I, I don't that that kind of switch where i'm like no I, I have to instill some kind of positivity and hope in my house i think that's that's the real moment that the pennies drop for me well like i don't i don't have a choice man like i have to change now i have to change how i think yeah it's that sort of sink or swim moment i think mm. you must have had where it was like not only do i need to be a good person but i need to be a good dad i need to be a good partner yeah you know like you said for the good of your family you've got your little tribe now and you know I, i've seen firsthand you know you with your kids you with your partner and i can tell that and it is very inspiring to watch oh thanks man <laughs> no it is you, you know i couldn't do it you know you're a little bit younger than me and i i I can fucking barely tie my shoes sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I get stressed about certain things, but I think with you, we've spoke about this on our runs again, you know, how fatherhood has changed you. And I think you've just hit the nail on the head is where you, you've realized that your attitude can either positively or negatively affect the, those that are most important to yeah. you. Yeah. I'm slightly, I am conscious that I feel like I've had to be forced to change my attitude. Um, and I think since being forced, I've then sort of adopted the idea of like, I don't need to be forced. I can change my attitude when I need to. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a bit sort of, I can kind of see that in my life, I've had to have a push to do stuff all the time, all the time. And that that's why it's making me, you know, happy to do this pod, happy to start the running, happy to do other things that we're doing outside of this. Um, because they've come from me just being like, no, I don't need a push. I'm just, I fancy I'm going to try it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I feel, I feel like I bang on that, about that a lot, but it's a really big one for me. Um, I've always picked to do things to please others. And it's, you know. I think we've all, I think we can, we're all guilty of that. Yeah. Who wants to play that game forever though, bro? <laughs> Again, we'll talk about this in other subjects, but I think it's, it's the environment and the society that we live in now today. With yeah. the age of fucking social media is just such a big driving force behind. Oh man how you, you know how the perception is how you need to live how you need to dress you yeah. know how you need to have your hair how you need to have your makeup yeah the perfect relationship the perfect house i think it's all become for me it's just a massive clusterfuck yeah yeah um i think if people were just to remove not remove it because i know that i mean listen if social media disappeared how many unemployed people would there be <laughs> yeah yeah, you know i'm not being horrible but no it's true there's people that live off social media fucking fair game respect yeah. you big yeah. up you know you making that dollar i respect it massively no it's, it's it's a weird one man and like because we've lived through the social media boom like i do think about generations going forward like you know my kids and stuff you know what's it gonna be like there like is it is social media just gonna be like everything else where you kind of it goes up it hits that ceiling it sort of levels off and now it's it starts to like die down again and hopefully it's not as kind of toxic as it is at the minute because i feel like it's reached a real you know unhealthy point and you, you you know you can just you can go on that in the morning or whenever and just go through your feed and if you're following some accounts that you know you 
probably don't really get anything from. You're just going to be like smashed with it, just smashed with this, this negative vibe all the time. Because and your your life doesn't, you know, doesn't mirror like what that. they live. Yeah, I'm not I'm not in Marbella every week. Like, it's, I, I can't do that. I, I haven't got you know the eight pack abs. You have, but I haven't. <laughs> I definitely have. So you know, it's um, it's that kind of like just constant drain that's sort of demanded of our generation at the minute. I think is like oh man it just it adds so much to this whole attitude thing and like can you blame us can you blame people for having a negative attitude sometimes but i do think that there must come a point where you have to have that light bulb moment for yourself yeah like you said for you it was having kids yeah for me it was probably at the start of my sort of fitness journey yeah getting into fitness I mean, you know, we'll talk about it more on the pod because we're going to talk honestly and freely and that's what we're here for. We're staying for one and we're going to have a laugh about it. But, you know, I led, I led a very, like I was saying, I fought a good lifestyle. Yeah. In reality, I wasn't. Yeah. You know, and it took, I mean, how long have I been single now? Four or five years? It It's taken those years to really learn how a good attitude couldn't affect me in a way that, you know seeing the results from working out from running from a change in my diet from taking control what goes in and then being very careful of what comes out yeah yeah in terms of who i'm talking to who i tell what i tell people um so the light bulb moment for me was definitely the fitness journey because i I think you when you start to see results like you said 21 days you have to do something yeah yeah, yeah to get that habit yeah you know, we're now talking, my, my fitness journey, I'm at about 18 months. I'm a, I'm a newbie. I'm still a rookie. Still got, you know, my white belt, you know, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> and I do think that, I think it comes with age. Yeah. It comes with maturity. And I do think it comes with certain life decisions that you do make until you, re- until you realize, again, it goes back to what we said at the start, the reward for having a good attitude is so much greater but it can potentially be more exhausting yeah where having a bad attitude can you know in your mind feel like you're coming out on top and that's how i felt because everyone around me was like oh this is so good this is this is what you want you know this is perfect for you yeah yeah you know this girl's the one for you you know you do want to buy a house with her you you do want to propose to her no <laughs> not particularly <laughs> no i wasn't ready for any of that shit yeah but in my head i was like no this 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 is the ideal lifestyle just keep on and like i said that that was for me having a good attitude because i was rolling with the punches yeah yeah. it wasn't until like i said i was alone for a very long time and you start to have those conversations with yourself you're like what the fuck were you doing yeah and you're kind of faced with your own your own kind of decisions then aren't you? You, you 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 can't lean on anyone when you're on your own that's the thing you take responsibility yeah of no, the that's the word one of the biggest things you can control and that is your attitude and you choose your attitude for me it's not what you know it's how you think about what you know yeah banging little quote i found but and that did not come from me that come from a uh, jamil karashi that you found um and this is linked very much to your attitude in, t- in terms of leaning as opposed to being the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Sometimes the smartest guy in the room isn't always the best person in that room. No, it's, it's something I've seen in my workplace a lot. 
um, people like to fake it till they make it. That's sort of the more, I think that's the more street term of that quote. Um, Down with the kids. Yeah. It's a, if you can talk convincingly about something that you might not be 100% clear on, you can almost convince everyone around you, basically, that you know exactly what you're talking about. And that's what we're trying to demonstrate in this podcast. <laughs> we're trying to act like we know what we're talking about so that the listeners actually realise that we know what we're talking about. And in fact, we're just talking absolute bullshit. And I do think some people can talk a lot of bullshit. I'll put my hands up and say I do chat a lot of shit and it's how I've gotten... It's how I've progressed to where I am in my work life. Yeah. You know, I, I dropped out of uni after a year. I fell into some dirty habits. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't do very well in terms of sixth form. Um, again, my attitude was shit. Yeah. You know, when you turn 16, 17, you discover alcohol, you discover other things. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it was all new for me. And I was like, no, I want to go to uni. Gave it a go didn't get a degree and I've had to sort of bullshit my way into the job that I am in today and, yeah. I, and you know, I've, I've told every manager that I've ever had like I've bullshitted to get this job yeah yeah, yeah. and it's uh you know um what do they call it it's uh imposter syndrome yeah that's the that's the thing where you you put yourself around other people and you just feel like they are on a different level but Listen. you fake it, and then they prob- they're probably all the same. This is, this is the thing. This is the thing. They're probably all thinking exactly the same thing. We're going to come to an end on, on, on this episode. Um, but I think the main things that I've sort of gotten out of this one is that how integral attitude is to your day-to-day being. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a... It's not a long-term fix. It's not a small-term fix. I think it's something that again only you can really choose yeah and i think if you do just try and ignore the external factors end of the day only you can be successful yeah only yeah. you can choose to have a good attitude and really apply it yeah i think the main the main discovery you have to try and make is just taking control of that like is the, your attitude exists regardless but as soon as you start having the understanding and the control over can i apply a good attitude today or is this just not my day? Like that that's where it starts to click, you know. That's where things start making sense. Um shall we just uh leave them on that last quote you found, mate? I'll, yeah, let, so I'll, let, you, a, I'll uh, let you rock and roll with it. This is a quote by a Harvard psychologist uh by the name of Williams James. The greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitudes of mind. I think Williams would like to stay for one. And thank you for staying for one. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. (laughs)